Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. I am by myself today, but today we will not be making fun of our dearest, dearest Charlie, who was involved in a fairly serious accident in his truck on his way to the office uh, today. So he's, he's doing okay. You know, had some damage from the airbags that deployed and all that. His truck is pretty messed up, but uh, he's not here. And I think today we have to try our best to not make fun of him. I did bring in the honorary dumb bleep, which is the damage that was done to his otherwise uh, beautiful, beautiful 1794 edition Toyota Tundra. Just looking, looking pretty rough right there. He got hit by one car and he hit another car. He went off the interstate, hit one of the really big signs that's on the interstate and messed up the other side of his truck uh, when doing that. All of his airbags deployed. I was... I just happened to be on the phone with him when it happened. And so that that's not why, by the way. He, he talks with his phone on the Bluetooth and the phone up in the holder and all that. So he wasn't messing with his phone. But I was actually on the phone with him when it happened. And that was kind of, I don't know, freaky to uh, to listen to. And then I went up, I went to the interstate, which was like a mile from the exit for our office, and picked him up off the side of the road and, you know, he ended up going, he, he did end up going to the hospital to get checked out. He's doing that right now. Otherwise, he was going to be here today. We uh, had an interview that was scheduled for today that we'll have to reschedule. And, of course, we got Dumb Bleep of the Week. So, it is Dumb Bleep of the Week. That is the day of the week where we get to gather together all of the really dumb stuff that happened over the last seven days-ish and the live group who joined via joingml.com. So they can hang out with me right now live in the Discord. They get to vote on what the dumbest thing was for the week. And we have a lot of them. We, it was a really dumb week. We actually ended up with 13 different options today. And that's after I trimmed it down from about 20. So it's been a, it's been a busy day. On top of that, you didn't expect all the personal stories from me today, but on top of that, my, the AC went out in my house and I had to stay in a hotel last night. Uh, it was about 90 degrees in my house. My cat ended up being okay. We did leave her there and <laughs> we were glad that she was still alive when we got there this morning. But anyway, that's, um, that's what's going on in our world. It's been quite the day, quite the day so far. Let's get into this because I have a feeling this could be a long show. Dumb bleep number one goes to something we already talked about earlier in the week, but I would be doing everyone a disservice if this was not in on the ballot for Dumb Bleep of the Week, and that goes to AOC and her super, super serious arrest for protesting about abortion rights, hands behind her back. But there were no handcuffs. It does, in fact, look like she has handcuffs on from the front. But when you see her from the back and you look up to her hands, you can see that there are, in fact, no handcuffs there at all. Just just, just nothing. Totally fake. Everything is fake. This is all about social media. This is all about what picture is going to go on the news all the time. So dumb bleep number one. She even had a nice response to it to Nancy Mace, who said that politics has become performative art. So, of course, AOC fakes being in handcuffs. Uh, performance, not policy, is the name of the game. And here's what she said. No, no faking. Putting your hands behind your back is best practice while detained, handcuffed or not, to avoid escalating charges like resisting arrest. So, listen. She knows all the best practices for being arrested. And when you are being arrested, even if there are no handcuffs, you're supposed to act like you are in handcuffs during that time. Just so you know. Sounds like there's someone walking around on the roof above the studio. That's super distracting. That's dumb bleep number one. Let's go to number two. This is a this is a twofer. We got Nina Turner and Robert Reich. They get to share. They get in here so often. It's just they, they got to share the dumb bleeps with each other now. But these are both kind of about the same thing, just in different ways. So we'll start off with Nina Turner. She says, insulin should be free, period. 
and she put the word period. She put insulin should be free and then the actual period. And then she put the word period and then she put a period after the word period. Just so you know, this is one of my pet peeves. I don't like it when people type out the word period after putting a period on their sentence. And when you're talking to someone, it makes a little bit more sense because you can't see the punctuation marks when you're speaking with someone. But typing out the word period after you already put a period at the end of the sentence, I feel like the period spoke for itself. Anyway, she says, insulin should be free, period. Now, what the heck does that mean? And if you were to actually take that as, as what it sounds like, that would sound like people are just going to produce insulin Drug makers, not people, because the people that need it can't produce it, but uh, drug makers are going to just produce insulin and then just out of the goodness of their hearts, and then they're going to provide it to all of the people who need insulin because they're really good people. And that sounds, sounds great. That sounds like uh, just a wonderful, wonderful world, I guess, if you want to enslave a bunch of people to do your bidding. Then it sounds like a really good world. But then that, those people are the providing things for free, uh, how do they pay for the things that they need in their life? Well, of course, everything they need should also be provided for free. You guys get the idea. Now, what she actually means is that at the point of purchase, at the point of service, when you get the insulin, you should never be charged anything. Now, that does not mean that it's free, of course. The, it, it seems like it could be free, but it would only be free if you uh, don't take into account the amount of money that you pay in taxes. You might say, well, not everyone actually pays in taxes at the end of the year. Some people get money back. Well, aren't there taxes on all the things that they purchase throughout the entire year? Isn't the entire tax system affecting the prices that we all pay on a daily basis? There's no such thing as free. What she wants to do is shift it away from when you actually have to spend the money on it to a point to where you don't have to spend money right there, but you spend money on the back end and they can take as much money away from you as they want because it's a lot harder to track at that point. And it would only become more expensive if the government were just covering all of it. Let's just be honest because I have no examples of the government actually taking over something and making it cheaper. Next thing. This is all dumb bleep number two right now. Robert Wright comes in. This looks like a defiant L's kind of set up here, but that's, this is not from Defined L's. But this is good. This came from the live group, I believe. I don't remember who posted it, but it was good. Well, let's see. April of 21. He says, you know how you got your vaccine without paying a dime? That's how all health care could be. Didn't even say should. He's just saying it could be that way. You got your vaccine without paying a dime. That's how all health care could be. Well, that's true. All healthcare could be like that, but it doesn't mean that the healthcare was actually free. It just means that you paid for it in a different way. Here's the next tweet from Robert Reich that is put together. Robert Reich III. Sorry, I don't want to forget that. The federal government gave Moderna $2.5 billion to develop a COVID-19 vaccine. Well, that doesn't sound very free. It doesn't sound like people didn't pay a dime for it. If no one paid a dime for it, then how did they give $2.5 billion to Moderna? Well, that wasn't from taxes. That's probably just from printed money, and printed money doesn't cost us anything extra, right? Uh, I don't know. Meanwhile, Moderna CEO just walked away from the company with a $926 million golden parachute. This is what oligarchy looks like. Yeah, those two tweets go hand in hand, and I'm glad that the person put them together. Um, the U.S. government, which is the people, because the government doesn't have money that it doesn't first take away from someone else, um, they pay Moderna for the vaccines. You got your vaccine without paying a dime at the point where you got the vaccine, but there was still a bunch of money given to Moderna, and they gave their CEO $926 million golden parachute. I actually need to look up that part. People get real mad about the golden parachutes, but the fact of the matter is they either work them into their contracts on the front end or because of their contract with the company, they find that it's cheaper for them to pay the person to leave instead of keeping them as head of the company. Uh, I don't know exactly what their, uh, I don't know exactly what their setup was, but it's not always as bad as it sounds uh, like a lot of things. Number three is going to be a video. So that was number one and two. Number one was AOC. Number two was shared by Nina Turner and Robert Reich III. Number three, we got ATF agents. 
in Delaware show up to a man's home demanding to see his firearms because they have a list of people who would just purchase firearms. And so they're going door to door to ask to see those firearms. Costco just said reason number trillions and something, I don't know, quadrillion, the ATF should be disbanded. Yes, we do not need the ATF. They need to be gone, gotten rid of, out of here, abolish them. Let's watch the video, which was taken from the person's ring doorbell cam, of this completely unconstitutional action that's taking place. And you wish the guy would have said, uh, do you have a warrant? No? Okay. Well, have a nice day. But then you got to ask yourself what happens afterwards. What do they do? They come back later with a, with, a, with a bunch of trucks full of people and they burn your house down? They'll only burn your house down if there's like 20-something kids inside, by the way. So I guess they wouldn't do that. Uh, but let's watch the video of this all happening. Sir? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's all, all, I'm, all I'm doing is verifying that, look, verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases. Okay. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick it is. Yeah. You have them with you by any chance? Are they, if, you, if you can unload them and bring them out, or you can go out to your foyer here, check them out, by number, share number, and we're out of here. That's it? Yep. That's it. It'll take five seconds. The reason we're out here is we're obviously gun violence has been an uptick, so we want to make sure we don't have a lot of issues with straw purchases. So one of the one of the things we indicators that we get is somebody makes it a large gun purchase, and then a lot of times we've been there like, oh those guns got taken. We're like, so the idea is when you purchase more than two guns at a time, it generates a, a multiple sale report. And he comes to us and we have to check him out. Okay. That's, that's all that is. He did nothing wrong. Did absolutely zero. Uh, I noticed that you were stopped in Philly, though. The reason that they are there is because when you purchase a certain amount of firearms, more than one, I think is what they said, is that it generates a multiple sale report. So more than one firearms. And they're just coming to make sure you have them. The cop in the background, the state cop, Delaware state cop in the background, made sure that he knew, well, gun violence has been on the upswing, of course. So we're just going around. A lot of times we go and we check and it turns out those guns have been taken, is what the uh, the cop said. Uh, but those those guns have been stolen or something like that. How about this? If the guns get stolen, the guy reports them stolen and, th and then they can do uh, an investigation afterwards. I don't think they're actually coming around to the houses to check and see if by any chance your guns were stolen. Now, what are they actually doing? Uh, they're checking to make sure you weren't buying guns for anyone else. That's what they're doing. They want to go there. You bought the guns. We're trying to make sure that they're actually at your house. How about you go F yourself, sir? Uh, we'll put the F in your ATF for you. That's what it is. Come back with a warrant because this sure ain't constitutional. That is dumb bleep number three. Why didn't the ATF go to the recent mass shooter's house? Wouldn't that have stopped the shootings? Yeah, I'm sure. This. <laughs> If they would have gone there, you, you take the, any of these people who, uh, let's take like the Uvalde guy, by the way. Let's take him. Legally purchase firearms. What, is, what does this do? Oh, hey, I uh, see you bought guns. Do you still have them? Yeah. Great. Great. We're, I feel safer now. I feel safer now that they went to the guy's house to make sure that he still had his guns. Seriously. What's the point? All right. That's dumb bleep number three. Sticking on guns here for a minute. Thanks once again to the live group for sending this over. I think this might have been Costco from Representative Lucy McBath. With assault rifles, exit wounds can be a foot wide. The victim's skull explodes on impact. Organs rupture, bones shatter, the shards serve as shrapnel, and tear tissue to pieces. There's a reason we never see the images after a mass murder. Many of the bodies no longer exist. They no longer exist. You just... <laughs> I thought she was going to say there's a reason we never see the images. They're just too gruesome because you never see images of people's bullet... Well, you don't... Oh, you know... Normal, like, people shot with handguns, they just show the pictures of the people that are shot up with the handguns. That's just, like, a normal thing that you put out there. That, that's totally normal. But 
when someone commits a murder with like a, an assault rifle, okay, that the bodies are gone. That's why we can't show them to anyone. They literally, they disappear. They're, they're gone after that. What it reminds me of, I just imagine like you get hit with the thing and you disappear. And the only thing I could think of with that, where you got hit and you disappear, random thing popped up and war of the worlds popped up. And I'm thinking of the Tom Cruise version uh, where you get hit with the thing and you're just gone, just zapped, disappear right after you get hit. That's exactly what happens when you get hit with an AR-15, pretty much the same thing. It does make the coroner's job very hard. Yeah, very difficult job being a coroner for someone that was hit with a with an AR-15. Very, very difficult, because you can't find the body. Like, you can't even determine the cause of death, because you can't even determine that there was a death, because there's no body. It's just gone. Just completely explodes. The skull explodes on impact, you know? What are you going to do? Okay, that's number four. We got 13 of these, so we're going to have to move on. Another one from the live group. The live group's dumb bleep was strong this week. Very, very strong. This is from Counterpunch. Nuclear power is racist, sexist, and ageist. So why do some progressives support it? Now, I'll be honest, I didn't really know what Counterpunch was. When I saw this, I thought that it was a satire article. I thought this was satirical. I thought it was a joke. That was like a Babylon Bee kind of thing. It's every badist that there possibly could be. Let's go through some of the article here. So remember, it's sexist, it's uh, ageist, it's racist. Nuclear power is all three of these things. Yet Booker, White House, and a number of others on the Democratic left support nuclear power with almost fervent evangelism. These racist and sexist. Let's start with racism. The fuel for nuclear power plants comes from uranium which must be mined. The majority of those who have mined it in this country and would again under new bills are Native Americans. Therefore, when you switch to nuclear power, uh, you are enslaving Native Americans to go work in the uranium mines. It's exactly what happens uh, right then. It's not that like, okay, a new mine opens in people from all over the country could go there like crews, these big crews go to the place and they go work there and this new place pops up. Wherever we put the mine, you're basically enslaving the population of that area to go work at that mine. There's no, there's no way of getting around it. And that is racist. That's just, that's just what it is, of course. So there's the racism part. It's sexist uh, because exposure to the radiation released at every stage of the nuclear fuel chain harms women more easily than men. After reading that, I had to go look up what the definition of a woman was to try and see what this author was even talking about. What I found out was that women are more radiosensitive than men. The science is not fully in on this, but it is likely connected to greater hormone production. Instead, the standard guidelines are based on what's safe for a male. And what they're talking about are people who work around this. So once again, you're not even forcing women to go work there. But that's another reason that nuclear power is racist and sexist. And I think I messed up and didn't put the next one on there. But the next one was ageist. And that's because clearly old people are more susceptible to all of these bad things. The radiation, uh, old people make bad minors. Uh, that's always been a thing that I've said throughout my life. And so it's a very ageist problem that we have. There's another random question. I don't have the exact answer, but maybe someone can help me out. Uh, where do we get the materials for solar panels or like uh, batteries or anything? Are there any uh, like raw earth materials that go into these at all? Or are they just, we just 3D print them like with plastic or something? Well, we can't use plastic. We need oil for plastic, so you can't do that. You basically take like, grass and you just put it in there just something totally natural and it spits out a solar panel essentially that's a, that's what i got um, so, <laughs> so yeah as you can tell there are other places also where we have to get say things like lithium or all the other things the materials that go into solar panels all of that um but we can just switch into those. No, this is clearly just an agenda against nuclear power because if it were advanced to the point uh, where it were uh, the most economically viable 
option. I don't think it's the most economically viable yet because we're still talking about old technology with all the current plants that we're using here. But if you were to advance the technology, uh, this would be extremely clean and it produces enough power even if the wind isn't blowing. And even at nighttime, I heard, even at night, the the nuclear power plant is still a-going. Uh, but that is racist. You know what else could be racist and sexist is uh, all those people starving to death because we uh, destroyed all of our energy that we have or maybe them dying of heat exposure or cold exposure where they live because we can't produce enough energy for them. Uh, but uh, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that when that's someone else's fault at that time. Okay, that's number five. Nuclear power is racist, sexist, ageist. All the bad ists that there are, uh, except for like socialists or communists, those are good ists. I'm talking about the bad ones. All right, got another video here. This is from Mayor Eric Adams. And this is one from Defiant Ls. Now, what he's out there saying right now, I'm not going to say he's totally wrong about it. So I don't know if this exactly goes to Mayor Eric Adams. But, of course, in the past, he did tweet, We should protect our immigrants. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. Now, that's a really easy thing to say when you're way up there in the Northeast and you're not dealing with a bunch of people coming across the border that you're having to take care of. Now, see, I just said that you have to take care of them. And what I've been told, this is why this gets a dumb bleep, because what I've been told was that... Uh, a bunch of people coming here, say, from south of the border, that there's no drain on the system. Uh, people come here, they pay taxes, uh, they work, they do all that, and, and of course they're contributing to the system. Hardly anyone comes here and has to live off of our services without paying into the system that they're getting those services from. Now, I would, all, I would agree that the people who come here, more than likely the majority of those people are very hard workers, probably way better workers than the people that we have here in the United States. I can almost guarantee that. In fact, but what about what we've been told this whole time that, oh, there's no drain on the system. There's no one coming here and living off of our, uh, any of our resources or any of our system that the governments provide to everyone. That's just a right-wing crazy talking point. Well, now Mayor Adams is saying that this is a real burden for New York because of food and shelter and public schooling. Someone's got to pay for the schooling, and they need some help. So let's watch the video of Mayor. Now, this is Mayor Eric Adams. I know if you're just listening on the podcast, you might say, why are we listening to Tracy Morgan talk about immigration? It's not Tracy Morgan. This is Mayor Eric Adams uh, of New York. We're reaching out uh, to the federal government and stating uh, this is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our, uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services, there's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce and that's why we need, we need help. I don't know why they believe that's blame. Um, quoting in the facts and what we are dealing with. So what we're saying, our system is always already overburdened, fact. Uh, these states are sending uh, people to New York uh, without any communication or coordination, fact. We're not receiving any dollars in addition to these new responsibilities that we're going to have, facts. But we do need help to deal with this new um, wave of those who are in Now, is he completely wrong about everything that he's saying? Uh, probably not. Probably not, but what about the fact that he's being just slightly hypocritical here? It's like I said earlier, it's real easy to be the sanctuary city and virtue signal to everyone about how great you are with immigration when you're not dealing with what the states down at the border are dealing with. Now, what some of those states have been doing, like Texas, has been putting people on buses and busing them up to Washington, D.C. or New York or who knows where. I love that one of the things that he complained about was that we're not getting any communication with these states, any coordination with them about who they're bringing. As if the states on the southern border get a lot of communication and coordination with the people that are coming across the border and coming into their towns. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to what it is like to be down on the southern border. I think that was a pretty good idea by the uh, governors that have been doing this at, at least 
at least just to bring this out to the other states who think that it's such an easy thing to deal with. And I just want to know, and do people come here and use our services and not pay into the system and are therefore draining our social service system that we have? Or everyone comes here and they're productive members of uh, society and, and put in and they don't take out more than they put in. Which one is it? I just want to know which one it is. That's all. That's number six. Number seven goes to First Avenue, the venue that decided they were going to cancel the Dave Chappelle show. Not Chappelle's show, but the, the stand-up show that was going on. And they weren't going to make it at first until I saw their apology that they posted on their Twitter. Now, at first, when you read their apology, it kind of sounds like they're apologizing for canceling the show. But I realized they're actually apologizing to the people that were upset with them for even booking the show in the first place. So they say, we hear you. Tonight's show has been canceled at First Avenue is moving to the Varsity Theater. The Dave Chappelle show tonight at First Avenue has been canceled and is moving to Varsity Theater. To staff, artists, and our community, we hear you and we are sorry. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards and we know we let you down. Now, I'm still trying to figure out, are they apologizing for canceling the show? Are they apologizing for not being cool with a comedian coming and doing a stand-up act? Are they apologizing to the artists in the community they are offended because uh, they're censoring someone's uh, speech at their venue and they're not truly an artistic venue? No, they're apologizing to the people that were upset with them for even booking Chappelle in the first place. We're not just a black box with people in it, and we understand that First Avenue is not just a room, but meaningful beyond our walls. They're very important to themselves. The First Avenue team and you have worked hard to make our venue the safest space in the country, and we will continue with that mission. We believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression, but in honoring that, we lost sight of the impact this would have. We believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression, but we lost sight of the impact that believing in those things would have. We know there are some who will not agree. You are welcome to send feedback. What a weird apology. Like I said, I love that they said that they believe in diverse voices and freedom of artistic expression, but we lost the sight of the impact that that type of ideology would have, you know? Oh, man. That's pretty crazy. Costco's on top of it this week. I don't know how many submissions he has. Jeez, that's dumb bleep number seven. Here's number eight. This one's going to take a second. can tell you that. So I got on Twitter, I believe this was yesterday, and I see 96% of Republicans trending on Twitter. I'm like, what's this? You know? Well, it turns out there was a vote on a bill to codify the right to access contraceptives. So like birth control. So there was a bill to codify that because they think that the Supreme Court is going to overturn one of their cases and that you're not going to have the right to get contraceptives anymore. So we're going to go through a few of the tweets that came from people who are actually elected legislators in the United States of America. And then we'll go over what actually happened here. Tammy Wilson, who's running for Congress, or she's not elected yet, U.S. House candidate in Ohio. Jim Jordan voted against Ohio women having access to birth control today. Over 70% of Americans agree with birth control being le- with birth control being legal, but 96% of our Republicans just voted to take away birth control pills. Is that what the vote was about? When they didn't do it, they voted to take away the birth, the birth control pills. So, uh, no, that's probably not what it was. Uh, this is a solution in search of a problem currently at the moment. From Ted Lieu. Democrats are putting people over politics by focusing on lower cost American jobs and safe communities. MAGA Republicans are banning birth control pills. Is that what the vote was? No, I'm still trying to figure out what this vote was about. Um, they, they voted no on it, so they, that was a vote to ban birth control pills. 
not codifying the access to something that um, you no one has taken away the access to. Uh, I'm not sure. Here's another one. Congresswoman Nakima Williams, 96% of voters support access to contraception. 96% of House Republicans voted against access to contraception. Make it make sense, y'all. That's what she said. Catherine Clark, Rep. K. Clark on Twitter. 96% of House Republicans voted against your right to use condoms. Seriously. She said seriously. I didn't say seriously. And she meant that seriously. That was not like a fake tweet or anything like that. That's what she meant. Here I am still trying to figure out what the heck this vote was about. Because it sounds like they just voted to ban contraceptives around the country, including condoms, I guess. I don't know what's going on, and neither does Catherine Clark. So let's talk about the bill uh, real quick. Here's some words from the bill. I'll just run over this. Oh, let me see. Here's why they can do this, by the way. This is what I, what I thought was interesting. State and federal policies governing pharmaceutical and insurance policies affect the accessibility of contraceptives and the settings in which contraception services are delivered. People engage in interstate commerce to access contraception services. To provide contraception services, healthcare providers employ and obtain commercial services from doctors, nurses, and other personnel who engage in interstate commerce and travel across state lines. So therefore, they've got purview over this. Let's go through a little bit. Here's the applicability and preemption. Here's the problem. This act supersedes and applies to the law of the federal government in each state government and the implementation of such law, whether statutory, common law, or otherwise, and whether adopted before or after the date of the enactment, and neither the federal government nor any state government shall administer, implement, or enforce any law, rule, regulation, standard, or other provision having the force and effect of law that conflicts with any provision of this act, notwithstanding any other provision of federal law, including the Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993. So now we got an issue here. Here's the problem. There are companies, there are insurance companies, there are employers that do not agree with contraceptives. And they have, in fact, won in the Supreme Court saying that they do not have to provide the access. Okay. But what they're saying is that this law is going to supersede all of the other laws. And regardless of any of the religious freedoms of any of these companies or any of these employers, any of these insurance companies, regardless of the religious freedoms, you cannot do anything that, conf that conflicts with any provision of this act. So they are codifying and they're going past that and taking away the religious right to not provide these things. So I wanted to see like who's taken away, what state has taken away access to contraceptives right now? Because I know I've heard a lot of people say stuff like that, but is anyone actually doing it? And I find this a recent article from Business Insider. Contraception is already restricted in many states, and it could be the next battleground. Now, that sounds like there are states that restrict contraceptives when I read that. Here's what they actually mean when they say that. Employers can legally refuse to cover the cost of contraception in employee health insurance plans. Some states have crafted laws that also allow providers religious or moral objections to preempt patients' protected access to birth control, including the emergency contraceptive pill known as Plan B. At least 12 states permit some health care providers, including doctors, hospitals, and pharmacists, to refuse patients' contraceptive services, including Plan B. So here's what all, all of them mean by states are restricting this. What they mean is that they've told companies who provide these things to people that they can refuse to provide contraceptives if they want to. So in their insurance plans, any of their employer plans, uh, people who give any kind of, any kind of uh, medical facilities, they have allowed them to decide that they're not going to provide contraceptives. And so what that means is those states have restricted access to contraceptives for people. And so they make this bill that's going to supersede all of those and tell everyone that they have to provide it to everyone. 
And the Republicans, 96% of them, said no to that because of the religious freedoms that that would be going against that's already gone through the Supreme Court and all that stuff. And that means that they are voting to ban contraceptives? You tell me. You tell me if that all makes sense for you. Well, folks, we just got some big news from our friend Mikkel Thurup over at expatmoney.com, and that's that they have confirmed the one and only Dr. Ron Paul for the Expat Money Summit. That is the online free Expat Money Summit coming up in November. Of course, the link will be in the show notes, but you are going to learn all kinds of stuff from 30 experts including Ron Paul, everything from how to secure your own Plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, to centralized finance, to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, stuff about gold and silver and other precious metals, of course, how you can get a second passport to travel the globe. And by the way, we just had Mikkel on episode 757 not too long ago talking about all the great things that they are showing people over at expatmoney.com. And of course, there's the Expat Money Show, the podcast on all of your podcast apps. We will put a link to that in the show notes as well. You can go listen to that with tons of great interviews and content constantly streaming out from Mikkel. So once again, register now for free. That's the expatmoneysummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what's happening in the world Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Register now for free. That's expatmoneysummit.com. And go listen to The Expat Money Show on all of your podcast apps. Tell you what, we're screwed. That was number eight. Speaking of we're screwed, let's talk about this conversation I had with the Socialist Party of Great Britain. I do enjoy the fact that they will respond and talk back and forth with me. I've gotten them to go back and forth several times, and I got them to respond to this one as well. So they responded to a comment from, from a person on Twitter who said communism results in enslavement by the state. This is dumb bleep number nine, by the way. This person said communism results in enslavement by the state. The Socialist Party, they jump right in. Because they got the facts. They said there's no other way of putting this. You're ignorant. Like most people who have been deceived and lied to by those with power and influence, you have been indoctrinated to believe that communism is the complete opposite of what it is. Read what Marx himself said. There will be no state. Let me repeat again. There will be no state under communism. So I respond. And I said, expecting to use the power of the state to usher in a stateless society is peak ignorance. They had just called the person before that ignorance, so I thought maybe I should just throw that word right back at him. I said, expecting to use the power of the state to usher in a stateless society is peak ignorance. Well, they don't think that that's peak ignorance. They, they responded and they defended that idea. They said, when you have a clear majority that wants a classless society, then immediately after an election where that majority has voted for socialism or communism, the state would democratically be controlled by that majority with no need for the state apparatus. It would be dismantled. So let me get this right. Here's what happens. All these people who want socialism and communism, they band together and they take control of what is arguably the most powerful entity on planet earth, which is the U S government. I'm not sure how long that statement's going to hold up, but we'll see. They take control of this U.S. government. And since they are all so, they're all so virtuous, they're all so benevolent, they, they care so much, they're so deeply rooted in their Marxism, what they then do is they decide to dismantle and dissolve the state afterwards. That's, that's what they're going to do, for sure, right? Everyone thinks that that's what they're going to do? That's a great idea. No, here's what would happen. They would get control of it, and then they would decide that it was best that they actually keep that control because they are the right people to be in control. They are the right rulers and the right dictators. And then they have to also fight back people like me who would not go along with whatever their plans are. So it's best that we keep the state. That way we can keep the evil capitalists from coming back and destroying our perfect society. And then they become what the person previous said, which is uh, the enslavers of all the people 
by the state. It's just a ridiculous idea. Complete, and I've, I've gone back with them. I've gone back and forth about this with them on Twitter before. And I, I responded with basically the same thing again this time, and they didn't respond. I said, so, okay, you do this, and then I decide that I'm going to start a business, and I'm going to pay people a wage, and I'm going to trade with people, and I'm going to make a profit and keep the profit for myself. Who's going to stop me? Who's going to stop me from doing that? The state. That's who's going to, the, the communist state. That's the person. I'll go ahead and, uh, spoiler alert for you, the communist state is going to stop me from doing that. Okay, number 10. This one came in also from the live group. Thank you for sending this over. Number 10. Disney replaces fairy godmother's title at the parks with gender-neutral apprentices. No more fairy godmothers. They are now fairy godmothers' apprentices, apparently. Let's go into this article just a little bit. This is from NBC News. Disney has replaced the title of fairy godmothers for gender-neutral apprentices at dress-up boutiques and its U.S. theme parks in an effort to be inclusive, according to the park's websites. Cast members at the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique at Disney Parks who help children transform into their favorite Disney characters with makeup and costumes were previously called fairy godmothers in training. Now they're called fairy godmothers apprentices? Wait, was the in training the part that was bad? Hold on a second. They were previously called fairy godmothers in training. Now they're called fairy godmothers apprentices. I'm confused. This is from NBC, and I'm, I'm. They, either this is a mistake, or this is even dumber than I thought it was, because I didn't notice that earlier. Quote: This way, cast members that might not identify as female can still be part of the process to dress up and style children without having to refer to themselves as female Disney character. The boutiques give makeovers to children ages 3 to 12 to transform them into princess, princesses or knights. The boutique at Magic Kingdom at both parks will reopen August 25th following pandemic closures, according to their websites. I just think that this is pretty good. So anyway, um, I think that was pretty good. And I don't know how they're dealing with that right now, but someone tell me, are they going with apprentices at the moment? Is that what's happening? And if you don't identify as whatever that... Uh, that their sex is, um, do you still identify as a fairy? Okay, number 11, Costco, again. Costco, this was you, the death of Andrew Sunberg, I believe. I think this was Costco, um, the uh, post of the person yelling at the protesters, I think. Anyhow, so there was a shooting, and this took place, I think, last week, and we didn't cover it because didn't see anything about it. Let me just give you a little bit of details on the shooting. So at an apartment building, this guy decides he's going to fire his gun. Don't exactly know why firing his gun through the walls of the apartment building goes into someone else's apartment. They ended up having to get out. The police come in, uh, save them. They get out. Uh, the stuff in their apartment building is messed up and all that. Um, pretty dangerous. You know, bullets, they, uh, they keep going. So that's dangerous. Cops go there. They end up having uh, somewhere four to six hour standoff. I can't remember the exact amount of time. Four to six hour standoff with the guy and ends up a sniper ends up taking him out after the end of the standoff. After they say that he has got the gun again and he's clearly already shot uh, his gun. All right. So when I hear that story. I, I don't exactly think that that's an unjustified shoot. The guy's already fired his gun, uh, already came really close to hitting people that were in the apartments around him. Uh, he has a standoff for a while. Uh, they say he's getting his gun again. He's already fired it through the walls. We already know that the bullets can go through the walls. And they end up taking him out after all that time. Well, people are really upset about this. And this is up in Minneapolis. People are protesting. Of course, this is exactly like George Floyd. Same thing, exact same thing. And so people are very upset, including Ben Crump, who is the attorney, famous, famous attorney. He said, this is a Tekel. He went by Tekel or Tekel. I don't know which one it is. Tekel Sunberg. 
Minneapolis PD killed this smart, loving, and artistic 20-year-old, that's artistic, not autistic, 20-year-old after an hours-long standoff while he was experiencing a mental health crisis. We need answers from MPD as to why Teckel's mental health crisis became a death sentence. Well, I don't work for MPD, but I think it's probably because he'd already fired his gun and almost hit people b- before that. Um, I, I think that that's probably the reason. Um, mental health crisis is one thing. Mental health crisis with a gun and firing it around randomly, that's a whole other thing right there. Okay, uh, let's go just a little bit further. Now, it is interesting, the pictures that you see go around of the guy. Now, listen, the pictures with guns, whatever, that's totally fine. But you guys know about the pictures with guns that we got to pay real attention to because they're very disturbing and people post them on social media and they're very bad and terrible. Well, this is the picture that Ben Crump chooses to post, not this one of uh, the guy holding the gun, pointing at the camera. That's very unsafe for the camera. I hope it was unloaded. Here is what it looks like when the bullets go through the walls and they go into the next apartment. Bullets through the walls. Uh, let's see, we hit the side window there, going through a door right there. Uh, hitting in the bathroom right there over the sink. Good thing no one was at the sink, washing the COVID off their hands or anything like that. Luckily, no one uh, was was hit or any of that. Uh, so, yeah, dangerous situation, right? Seems dangerous to me. Well, the person who was in that apartment, who had already said that this guy uh, was stalking her previously, the person who called the cops because the bullets came through her place, uh, she was rather upset that there was a protest uh, because of this guy. And I'll tell you what, this one got me worked up a little bit. This one got me upset when I watched it because listen to the people that are protesting. Listen to what they're saying back to this lady. There is language in this video so if you got any kids around, put their earmuffs on real quick. There is some language. Uh, but let's listen to see what she had to say. Like I said, she was not happy that there were people out there protesting this guy getting shot by the cops. And you are idols because you guys are celebrating his life. It was a terror. I'm sure it was this a terror. This is not going. okay. It's not okay. You're alive. Okay. Shut up. You guys need to just let it go. Grief in silence. This is not okay. This is not okay. Now I just got to take a break real quick, and they're about to say it again. What they keep saying back to this lady is, you're alive. I mean, really, luckily, she's alive. Luckily, she's alive. Just because the bullets missed her does not mean that there's no authorization to use deadly force against the guy who's firing the gun. Because they the bullets happened to not hit her or her two kids that were in the place, then you get to go protest? Then you get to go protest? No. You can't yell, you're alive, so you can't be... God bless America. Because he sat in the fucking hallway watching my move. I wish it never happened either. That I don't have a place to call home. I can't sleep that night. She's obviously going through a moment. This is not okay. This is what they want to show on the TV. Okay, there we go. That's that. That's that dumb bleep right there. Hopefully everyone agrees that that is uh, fairly dumb and infuriating at the same time. These protesters, they they have no idea what they're protesting. Someone was killed by the cops, and the guy was black that was killed by the cops. And that's, that's just as good of a reason to protest as any, I guess. 
a black person was killed by the cops, so we have to go protest. Well, the girl who was almost hit by the bullets that came through her apartment, and she had two kids in there, well, she's rather upset that there's people out there protesting. This guy fired indiscriminately in the apartment and almost killed her or almost killed her kids. I think she's got a bit of a point, but that's... These people that are out there protesting, they see nothing except for one, the race of the guy that was killed, and two, the fact that the cops kill them. That is, that is all that they see. That is all that they care about. And they destroy their messaging. They destroy their movement. You could make a case about George Floyd. You can make a case about a lot of other things. Amir Locke, tons of other examples. You can make that case. But then when you come out and you protest this too, you destroy the entire message behind the protest. Should there be protests when cops come in with a warrant to Amir Locke? Uh, which, by the way, the SWAT team that responded here, apparently some of the same people uh, were the ones that were on this team that killed this guy. And so maybe that's part of the connection here. Should there be protests when Amir Locke is uh, awakened in the middle of the night and killed because he has a gun next to him, legally has a gun. He picks up the gun because someone just broke into his apartment and he's asleep. Yeah, you could have protests about that. Oh, man. That's number 11. Now, this is a rando, but man, is it dumb. Well, we're talking about this gun violence right now. Let's just talk about this. I think Amanda sent this one over. I can't remember. But, you know, you're a rando, but when you get up to like 3,500, 4,200 retweets total, now you're a, now you, you are a public figure. And so we can say uh, whatever we want. So in this case, Tom Spaulding said this was in response to the guy who stopped the mass shooting. There's still a mass shooting, but the guy who stopped an even worse mass shooting at the Greenwood Mall. Um, This is in response to that whole situation. He says, person with no reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food, food court shot by a person with no reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food court. Let me say that again. Without messing up, person with no reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food court shot by a person with no reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food court. No reason. No reason to bring that loaded firearm. How about, how about the fact that the guy, that this crazy guy brought his gun and killed a bunch of people? How about that as a reason? Anyone? Bueller? Someone help me out here. Anyone? Is that a reason? The guy saved who knows how many lives. The person had 100 rounds on him. No reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food court. Well, everyone who was there that was saved by that person sure does know now that there's a reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food court because they would have had to wait at least 80 minutes for the cops to come in there and do anything about it. What a completely ridiculous tweet. I got to tell you guys, I don't think this is going to work out, this whole country thing. I don't think it's going to work. Okay, number 13. I had to save this for last because I. this is a shaking my head moment from the White House, from their Twitter. Under this administration, the current drop in gas prices remains one of the fastest declines in over a decade. Under this administration, the current drop in gas prices remains one of the fastest declines in over a decade. Gas prices have declined by an average of nearly 60 cents since their peak last month. And the average gas price is now $3.99 or less in four states. (laughs) So the White House flexing on all the good work. All the good work they've done to bring down the gas prices. It's the fastest decline in over a decade. And this, by the way, is the same thing they do with the jobs numbers and all of that. Like, oh, look, we've added more jobs faster than anyone ever in history. Well, yeah, tank. we put a bunch of people out of work. We killed everyone's jobs, and then you let people come back to work. Yeah, of course it came back faster than it ever has before. It was an artificial depressing of the actual jobs number. Okay? This is the same thing. The gas prices shoot up to record highs, and then they pull back a bit, just a little bit. And they're like, oh, this is the fastest decline in over a decade. I can't imagine 
actually thinking that this is a good thing to tweet. And on top of that, they add in that the average price is now less than $4 in four states. I don't know how many states there are, but I do know that the gas prices are less than $4 in four states. That's awesome. Great job to the administration. I'm so proud of them. Let's look at those gas charts real quick. This is always fun. This is from Gas Buddy. Here's the um, here's the gas chart. This is coming since 2017. Of course, uh, 2020 they they dipped down a bunch. People aren't driving a lot. Oil companies just losing money. Gas actually goes ne- or oil actually goes negative for a bit. Uh, prices come down quite a bit to a dollar seventy four on average, and uh, yeah, it pops all the way up to five oh one. At the beginning of this year, or not even the beginning, the first half of the year, and now it's came down to 436. Four, 436, it came down to, and they're, they're they're spiking the ball on this. They're glo- they're really bragging about this decline right here. This is the one that they're bragging about. This one right over here in the corner. And so when when things spike up in the way that they have. When you get a little drop in the price, of course it's a lot. Of course, it came down quite a bit. And it happened really fast because it spiked up really fast. Maybe you have to trade in the stock market every day to understand the the, uh, dynamics of all of this. But here, just tell me, tell me please, how can you look at this chart right here? And this goes all the way back to 2007. How do you look at this chart right in here and you brag about this you brag about this when looking at this chart i do not understand how that is actually possible to brag about that not to mention like what uh, jeff just said they have no control over the price don't you guys know that they don't have any control over the price that was putin's price hike so this must be putin's price drop i guess thank you putin for lowering the prices of gas that was very nice of you um that's that's awesome. I do appreciate it. I mean, look at this. So they talked about the um, the last decade. Of course, they can't go back further than that because if they go back further than that, then they're not going to be able to say what they're saying. They said this is one of the fastest declines in the last decade, meaning it's not even the fastest decline. Keep that in mind. They just said it's one of the fastest. How many fastest declines are they taking into account? We have no idea. They could say, oh, out of look at the 20 fastest declines. This is one of them. That's awesome. Here's the last 10 years. Imagine looking at this chart over the last decade of gas prices in the U.S. and bragging about this right here, right up here in the top right-hand corner, all the way here at the top right-hand corner of the screen. Imagine how desperate you have to be at that point to start bragging about that. That is truly amazing. Truly amazing. Those are all the dumb bleeps, everyone. Uh, In the Dumb Bleep of the Week channel, they are there. I will roll through them real quick. We got AOC's fake handcuffs. We got free health care from Nina Reich III. We got the Delaware ATF showing up to make sure that you still have guns. We got the AR wounds of the uh, magical disappearing bodies. We got nuclear being racist and sexist and ageist. We got Mayor Eric Adams upset about the immigration problem. We got First Avenue canceling Chappelle. We got the banning contraception bill, 96% of Republicans. I don't know what to call that. We got the Socialist Party of Great Britain saying that they're going to take over the state and then dissolve the state. That's how we'll get to a stateless society, of course. We've got the Disney fairies. We've got the Andrew Sunberg protest. And the ridiculous things that people were saying to the person who was almost shot by this guy who had her two kids with her, arguing with her and telling her, well, you're still alive. So obviously it wasn't that bad, you know. We got, there's no reason to carry a gun, you know. (sighs) A stupid guy in there carrying a gun in the mall. Shooting that stupid guy carrying a gun in the mall. We just need to get rid of all the guns, of course. And then we got gas prices, fastest decline, one of the fastest, sorry, one of the fastest declines in a decade. And it's now below $4.00. In four states, in the United States of America. Isn't that great? Get your votes in. Go to 
Dumb Bleep of the Week, Voting Channel, Color Neutral, Thumbs Up. Let's see what everyone votes for. We're waiting on that. Well, I don't know what I'm going to tell you guys about. I guess I'll just go ahead and mention the fact uh, that you can go to GodHatesFeds.com. GodHatesFeds.com and get your God Hates Feds t-shirt or your poster or your sticker or whatever it is. There's also uh, inflation is a tax shirts and there's also a Joe Biden jigsaw puzzle that says you know the thing at the top of it with a hilarious photo of Joe Biden. You want to go to GodHatesFeds.com to check out that merch on our Etsy store. Do we have all the votes in? I'm going to give everyone five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. No reason to carry a gun running away with it today. How about that? A rando coming in for the win. Let's read that again one more time. Person with no reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food court was shot by a person with no reason to bring a loaded firearm to a mall food court. Huh. I am hilarious. That was so good and so dumb. I'm glad he tweeted it because it gave us some great dumb content. If you enjoyed today's show with just me, I'm sorry it was just me. Charlie, of course, couldn't be here. And today, I believe we have, in fact, made it the entire time without making fun of him for always being late, always missing shows, always making everything harder on a daily basis. We haven't mentioned that one single time. So good job, everyone. Good job for doing that. <laughs> so anyway, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell the children, tell them they need to listen to this podcast before it is too late. Hit like, hit the thumbs up, hit all those buttons, the subscribe, the bell, the comment, the, all the stuff. If you do every single one of those things, we'll be right back here on Monday. Until then, have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. Ah, oh, man.